for as long as I can remember. A romantic relationship was something that I longed for. I remember being really young, uh, growing up in Wichita Falls, and I remember just falling asleep at night with thoughts of love and romance filling my mind. I don't know why, but the idea that someone would like a dweeb like me, someone would look at a dweeb like me and choose to love me, man, it, it would fill my heart with hope and wonder and anticipation. I just, I just remember being a young kid longing for love and romance. And as I grew up into adolescence and young adulthood, this led to like a really heavily flirtatious way of life. I wanted a relationship so bad that I started seeing women in my life as those who could meet this great desire of my life instead of treating them as sisters in Christ. So man, I just remember in high school and college so many sins of speech and communication because I was wanting to do whatever it took to win someone over to loving me. But what would happen is as soon as someone, as soon as a young woman would get close to me, I would, for whatever reason, freak out and bail on the relationship every single time. And then came Jamie. Uh, we dated for a year. We were engaged for a year. And then on June 23rd of 2018, we got married. And my lifelong dream came true. I had the God-honoring relationship I longed for with a beautiful woman. We set out on our honeymoon the next day. We were basically stay, staying in the boiler room of a carnival cruise ship. You know, if we had hit an iceberg on that cruise ship, I, I know we would have been the first to go. On our honeymoon, I had an experience I will never forget. I was standing on the adults-only deck of the cruise ship, a deck that me and my wife, Jamie, were regularly asked by employees if we were adults uh, on that deck. But I remember standing on that deck looking out at the open ocean. Jamie was sitting just a few feet behind me. She was reading a book. I just remember looking out over the water, looking out over the water and thinking, is this it? My whole entire life, I wanted what I now had in that moment more than anything on earth, and yet I was empty. Even the most healthy, amazing, perfect relationship with a beautiful follower of Jesus couldn't satisfy my soul. Holding fast to my wife, as much of a, a gift as that was, it didn't bring life to me. I got to ask, what is it that you're holding fast to? Maybe it's the high of succeeding or watching your kids succeed in athletics. You know, I serve on a staff at a church here in North Texas, and around these parts, athletics reign supreme. We live, move, and breathe sports from top of Texas football to incessant travel ball opportunities on the weekends. We start young, and we don't ever let up. We expend all of the energy and money we have to make sure our kids have the absolute best shot at a scholarship. But to what end? You know, stress, anxiety, depression, and the like are at all-time highs in the lives of our teens. So holding fast to collegiate sport dreams doesn't appear to end in life. Maybe it's not sports for you. Maybe it's numbing the pain of a broken world. You have fractured relationships, fractured dreams, fractured hopes. And so you turn to the next season of Outer Banks, the 24-7 fear-mongering of cable news, or even uh, my rabbit hole, the quirky fun of Duolingo. It's not so much that you are wanting to hold fast to something as a, uh, your source of life. It's rather that you're, you'd rather be hidden from the realities of life in a broken world. Maybe it's money for you, stuff, the American dream. You pursue the next vacation, next vehicle, next gadget, or next golden doodle, and it only leaves you empty. Here's the beauty, people. There is one who offers us fullness of life. Not only high-quality life, but long-lasting life. 
And it's not, it's not found in living vicarious, vicariously through your kid or the next Amazon Prime show or the trip you're taking to Colorado. It's found in intimacy with God. I want you to listen to this. It says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. That's Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. You know, the book of Deuteronomy is tremendous. Most people get lost in the weeds of weird laws and ordinances, but if you can zoom out and see the story it is telling, you see a glorious invitation to life. Uh, over the next three months, I'm going to be looking at this amazing book of the Bible with my students on Sunday mornings, but I'm really hoping to share some of my thoughts and things that I have learned from this great book here for you to listen to as well. So here's what this passage nestled into the story of Deuteronomy tells me. If you were listening to those verses, it tells us that life is found in God and nothing else. You know, my daughter, Gracie, she's likely going to have similar temptations as I did, meaning the sins that I struggle with are, are more than likely going to be passed down to her. She's going to have a, a proclivity to pursue certain sins in her life because history is cyclical. And what the book of Deuteronomy does for us is we have the opportunity to look at the history of God's people so that we don't make the same mistakes. A look at Deuteronomy is a, is a look at what happens when you choose to hold fast to something other than God. Because here's the reality. We can choose curse. We can choose death. We can choose to cling to things that the effect of sin's curse on the world leads to death in that thing that we are clinging to. Or we can walk in the blessings of the Father. So many of us don't realize that the choices we're making make an impact. That when we run at a lightning fast pace going from one thing to the next, we aren't going to experience the blessing of peace. When we enviously gawk at the lives of those around us, we miss out on the blessings of gratitude and contentment. When we fret and freak and worry and get anxious as we fill our minds with the gunk of modern news on social media, we miss out on the blessing of abundant joy that's found in trusting in God's sovereign plan. So brother or sister in Christ, I want to invite you to choose life. Because when you hold fast to Jesus, you thrive. When you obey his voice, you thrive. When you pursue him above all else, you will come to see how he is already, in fact, dwelling in your midst. So many followers of Jesus are believers because if they were following Jesus, they wouldn't be doing this. But so many believers cling to the things of this world, hoping to eke out just a little bit of life. The idea of intimacy with Jesus feels so foreign and weird that we try and do the American dream with some Jesus sprinkled in on the occasional Sunday and Wednesday. And I want you to know that if you're living that way, all you're doing is preventing yourself from experiencing real life. To choose Jesus over athletics, over academics, over entertainment, over prestige and popularity, over money and success, it's not to miss out on life, it's to find it.